What is going on everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Two Cents Footy Podcast. My name is Zachary McAllister and joining me on time this week is Hayden <laughs> Anderson. Yeah guys, it's, uh, it's been three weeks since I've been able to sit here and actually respond to that question. And let me just say that it's good to be back. It's good to be back in this, uh, this footballing space to give my whack-ass opinions and to <laughs> force you people or you listeners to hear them. Um, yeah, good to be back. And make Daniel's editing laugh all the more difficult. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It's what I live for. Well, it's good to have you back regardless. Um, we also have Daniel Pike joining us this evening. What's up, boys? Um, now, I'm always happy to be here. I'm happy to have Aiden on once again. It's been a little bit lonely with, without you on, bro. So I'm glad to have you back. Well, I mean, you've had Luke for the last like three weeks. Yeah, but Luke's, Luke's, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's funny enough, there's not enough chaos without you on the, on the podcast. So it's, oh, sometimes glad, it's a little, bit, a, little bit, a little bit quiet and not as entertaining with you two guys not going Bigger at each other. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is quite a shame because Luke isn't here this evening. Well, he's not here for the beginning of the podcast. Hopefully, he'll join us a bit later. But um, yeah, the dynamic will have to wait another week. Mm. The destructive and dynamic duo. <laughs> I think Zach and I are Indeed. a little bit too civil. Um, uh, You're too civil. So there's, there's, there's not usually a lot of entertainment. Because Zach and I don't really have conflicting opinions that too often. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the key to having your team do well. Like, just, just argue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, anyway. like, I think I, I'm, I'm super chuffed about how my team's done this week because, I mean, mind you, it is Newcastle, but beating them 5-1 has put, up, put us up, up into fourth, um, which could change because uh, Arsenal's yet to play this evening. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be spurring uh, Crystal Palace on. Hopefully they can do their um, London, London uh, um, uh Comrades, uh, a favor or two, <laughs> and uh, run one over Arsenal. Hopefully, Arteta can uh, get back to his old bottling ways, and we can see a uh, Tottenham in the top four, which will be lacquer. Um, seeing as we do still have to play them as well, it would be preferred if we if we play them in number four, as instead of being below them. You know, Dan, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm happy that you're you're optimistic. But I personally cannot wait for, say, Tottenham's day when <laughs> Arsenal finally get beyond the point which Spurs can catch up to them in terms of points. Because, um, you know, Spurs have been too dominant in London for the last, like, five years. You know, Arsenal, they need to get back there. They need to get back to fourth. Those years of Arsene Wenger always hitting fourth, they need to return. Just, you know, just to spice it up. You know, I'm feeling a bit nostalgic. Come never. On. Never. Please, <laughs> no. Please, no. Well, here's the thing. Is... Arsenal, as said on this podcast by Luke Johnston, are a cat fit. Or we're not, they're a cat dog. A so cat dog for indeed. too long now, Arsenal have been an underdog. Mm. And I, I just mm. have this feeling that <laughs> towards the end of the season, we are going to start seeing the catfish characteristics coming out more from Arsenal. <laughs> they're going to start turning like I, things around for the worse. Exactly. Like they've been, they've been an underdog for too long. Like people have been penciling them in for top four. You know, things have been looking up for Arteta. Like mm. it's just, it, it doesn't feel right. Like something's got to give. Um, but yeah, speaking of the top four race, um, are Chelsea definitely going to finish in the top four? Question mark. That is a, it's a serious question because 
the, the pack is now on their heels, uh, and they're unable to beat Brentford. And Ericsson is out there doing his old, his old top four rivals. Doing um, numbers, bro. Yeah. He's doing them I mean, favors. They're not, doing them favors. They're not just unable to beat them. They got absolutely smashed. Flattered, if you will. <laughs> yeah. They lost 4-1 to Brentford, uh, despite having 71% possession. Which I think is crazy that it, you can concede four goals while having seventy one percent possession. Um, but yeah, it's like, that, that's, does the opposition even have the, the question is: Did the opposition even have the ball enough to even score four goals? It's ridiculous, bro. That's like a that's like a twenty nineteen Tottenham win, or like a <laughs> was it twenty fifteen Jose win? Not not Jose Leicester win, where it's like they just like. Playing on the counter-attack the entire game. Defending, 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 mm-hmm. and then they win. Absolute madness. That's Jose Mourinho football right there. Dude, pure <laughs> Jose football right there, man. But I don't know. Jose I, I didn't see proud. the game, um, unfortunately. But uh, I did see the highlights. And it looked like most of those goals came off terrible terrible errors in the in the defense. Mm-mm. I think uh, the last goal was like off, like a just a fluke of a clearance by Rudiger. Um which is unfortunate he, for the poor Oak because he scored an absolute screamer <laughs> to open up the game, yeah. which he'd been oh, trying to do for like goal. the past four years. He'd been like going for that shot, probably practic- practicing it in training as well. Oh, it was a, it was yeah, a brilliant the, goal. I didn't watch the goal as well. It was a long shot. Yes. Dude, it was an absolute long shot. Mm, that's the thing with long shots. It's just going to take enough. And eventually one will go in. Yeah, and it mm. hit the close mm. post and like went in. It was like a screamer beyond measure. <laughs> like guys, watching that goal made me discover my kink. Eh? <laughs> 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 Rudiger uh, slotting home a long ball. It's my new Damn, kink. Son. Lucas, Good for you, Hayden. Have you decided to join us, bro? Just logged on hearing Hayden speaking about his kinks. I'm not sure. <laughs> is this like a special episode this week or like what's what's going on James? <laughs> well thank you for for deciding to actually well, join us this, uh, this year this fine yeah it's special dude. because you're here Indeed. Yeah. it's special because all four of us are here at once your first time in like a month dude you know luke bro you should ha- you should know hayden more more than enough by now um He's, he's always <laughs> testing the boundaries of this podcast, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's extensive vocabulary. Mm-hmm. 100% chance. Um, but no, I'm but assuming you're just talking about Chelsea and Brentford and Rudiger. We are indeed. Quality. Do you watch, Quality. Do you watch that game, Luke? Uh, I watch the highlights. Because, I mean, why would I watch Chelsea-Brentford, bro? It's supposed to be 4-0 <laughs> to, Ch- to Chelsea, at least, you know? <laughs> You Wait, are we supposed yeah. to be like the, are we supposed to be like the official Brentford Bees fan podcast? Like yeah, Zach, I'm disappointed <laughs> in you, bro. You started off the season <laughs> repping Brentford, bro. And then You're like the number one like, Brentford fanboy. Like after the quiet. preview episodes, I feel like we haven't spoken about Brentford since mm-hmm. until now. So yeah, yeah that that down pretty quickly. Dan, yet another example of Tottenham playing themselves, mate. This man died and is still pumping in and, and, and doing the things. Dude, Literally. <laughs> I'm probably a bigger Brentford fanboy than, than Zach right now because they got Ericsson. And I love that oh. oak. 
If he, yo, dude, if he came back to Tottenham, bro, that's that's exactly the player we need right now. That attack, <laughs> that that progressive midfielder, bro. And he'd be yeah. in the mid, and he'd be in the midfield with Hoybier. It would be like a pairing made in heaven. You know, mistakes were made. Mistakes were if made. If Ericsson had to deal with the stress of being in a Spurs dressing room, he'd have another heart attack, <laughs> dude. Probably. <laughs> Knowing the stuff that goes around on there. <laughs> Like, yeah. trying to understand Harry Kane's accent would kill him. <laughs> Dude, that poor English side, bro. They're there, like, you know, in that team talk huddle, and Harry Kane is just there, <laughs> sounding as if he's on his, like, fifth pint, you know? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Maybe that's why they miss all those penalties. They were still trying to process what Harry was telling them in the huddle. <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, uh, speaking of England and national teams, uh, the World Cup groups were announced last week. So we thought we'd just come on and do a quick little preview of each group, giving our opinions, early opinions. These are subject to change, and we will be uh, providing a lot of World Cup coverage going into the World Cup. I, I feel like I missed something. But, yeah, don't uh, choke on that donut, Hayden. <laughs> 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 this is okay. like some ASMR coming from Hayden there. <laughs> that's, um, you know that Korean, um, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. So, sorry, listeners, if all you Mark can hear is Hayden just chewing on his donut. Okay, wait. So, yes, we're going to be discussing our opinions and just giving a quick preview on the World Cup groups. I think it's quite interesting. Um, it seems that there's a good distribution of exciting games in the group stages. And I think that's because the group stages are oftentimes the most boring part of the tournament. So it's True. nice to see that they're, that they're spicy enough this time around. Yes, and the spice is indeed there in Group A, where <laughs> when when we were discussing the groups before recording, Hayden, you said that this group could get pretty interesting because we could see host Qatar making it to the knockout stages. So well, I think, would you care to explain yeah. that opinion? Well, I think... Out of all of the compositions that probably could have occurred, I think that this composition of Group A was designed <laughs> in order to get Qatar through to the round of um, 16. Because oh, we already know that this this World Cup is corrupt, as, <laughs> uh, as, as all as, it's terribly corrupt um, by, by the fact that it's even being hosted in Qatar. <laughs> uh, so I, I wouldn't put it past them uh, in terms of having fixed the draw in such a way that Qatar could get through. This is completely speculation, but you know I'm right. Um, but yeah, nah, yeah. But like, I mean, having said that, I mean, we have AFCON champions, Senegal, yeah? And then we have the Netherlands, which is no easy team um, to beat. So you would say that those two are the, the pretty strong contenders to go through. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I just have a feeling that given everything, I think Qatar might go through and then the other spot, I would probably, you would think it's the Netherlands, but the Netherlands are prone to disappoint you. So probably I'd say Senegal and Qatar would go through here. What? Mm. Yeah, I mean, mm. if Qatar can afford to build eight stadiums for the World Cup, I'm sure they got a little bit of extra cash on the side to, uh, you know, get a nice group stage. Literally, <laughs> it's going to be like the, what was it? The 2002 World Cup in uh, South Korea. Um uh, 
when they when the Koreans didn't they like bribe the referee for the game against <laughs> was it Brazil? Like they legitimately did. I think it's been like conclusively proved because it was just ridiculous, shocking. Well, um, hey, do you, you mentioned think the... Qatar will make it in over either Netherlands or Senegal. <laughs> no, I think the Netherlands won't make it through this group because okay. I think the Netherlands are just there to they're there to disappoint. Ooh, speaking know. of teams that are that often disappoint, uh, Group B uh, is made up of England, <laughs> who have in the past four years reached a World Cup semi-final and a Euro final. So could this be the year that they take that final step? And uh, I think the last time they won a, a major international trophy was nineteen in the nineteen sixties. Damn goodness me, which is which is pretty long yeah, considering. Yeah, considering England's you know place in football history and the Premier League and all of that, so could this be their year? You would think it has uh, to come this... home this year. It has to. Guys, football is coming home. Football is Italy coming not home. even making it into the World Cup. It's just it was a sign. destined to be. It's just a sign. I mean, you know what that means, though. <laughs> like when the expectations are there, you know what it means. Yeah, true. It could all just be lining up for mm. like England to snatch defeat off out of the jaws of victory. You know. <laughs> They them getting oh, no, ready to bottle it. England definitely are not the number one team in my mind to win it, um, especially with an absolute powerhouse of a nation in the in the football um, environment, USA. <laughs> you say true, that you true. say that as a joke, Luke. But I just have I'm just having flashbacks to the 2010 World Cup when England played America. In the group stages, and it was a one-all draw because oh, what was his name? Was it? Uh, Dempsey. The Eng- no, the England goalkeeper completely oh. fluffed that. Um, he oh, Rob Green. A, an, yeah, Rob Green. It's such an easy save, and then it was the worst own goal I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Gotta love the Jabulani. Gotta love a Jabulani. Yeah, was a <laughs> ball. Yeah, the ball this year is pretty pretty decent. This, I guess. Kind of average. It's all right. Probably above average. It's not on the level of the Jabulani, though. Nah. I don't think yeah. anything ever will be, man. Come on. That ball's not iconic. <laughs> but um, you mentioned USA. Uh, Iran will also be joining England in this group, as well as either Ukraine or Scotland or Wales. So Ukraine and Scotland have to play that qualifier. The winner of that will then play Wales, and the winner of that game will then join England, Iran, and the US in this group. Yeah, I think okay. we were we were discussing earlier that it all just depends on whether Ukraine can field the team, um, all things considered. But yeah, yeah I think I, I think Wales should should qualify or should should pull through and um, uh, uh, make it into Group B. I know they just look they just look Gareth like Gareth Bale can qualify. Dude, Gareth Bale yeah. just turns it on for the Welsh he does, team. Bro. <laughs> I think that's my man's injured for Madrid. One week later, my man scoring two <laughs> goals for for Wales. Like, like why would, nothing happened. But yeah, why why would Bale ever want to play for that terrible team that I will yeah that you've alluded to in your little expose over there? That's true. I mean, I don't even I mean, want to say their names. It just it bitters my mouth. They have they have been doing him dirty, um, but it's for reasons exactly like that. <laughs> like we're getting pumped by Barca. <laughs> And then this guy's just chilling, whatever, <laughs> whatever he's doing in the in the stands, injured his, of some his, sort. Was he not even in the squad for the Barca game, bro? 
I don't even think so, bro. That's mad. I really don't Man was so. like properly injured. And then, and then he came for Wales. <laughs> he starts for Wales. <laughs> it's magical. Dude, you, like you see in the Premier League, the teams don't want to send their players um, on international duty because they might get injured yeah. there. Whereas Bale's the complete opposite. Like, <laughs> he doesn't want to. <laughs> he doesn't want to play in domestic in the domestic league because he might get injured <laughs> for this international duty. Yeah, my man is just using Madrid to keep fit for Wales. <laughs> I'm telling Guys. you, like I will not be surprised if like Bale retires, but from clubs football only. <laughs> yeah, like like he only Bars. plays for Wales. Like the rest of the year is just like keeping fit. You know, maybe trains with like Tottenham or whatever. And then yeah. just yeah, like yeah. shows up for Wales. Yeah, it just comes back to Tottenham to sell some more T-shirts. You know, <laughs> hangs around Wait, there, but, gets paid two hundred and fifty grand a month, and then just plays for Wales exclusively. Guys, but serious question: When Bale fi- when his contract is finally up at Real Madrid, where does he go afterwards? What do yeah. you Where do you think? Sure, I don't know. I've seen a, a couple of articles saying he might retire, which and it doesn't really make too much sense to me. I think you'd at least like you know. Go to you know maybe the Scottish League or you know you, you know Scottish the US. You go to the I US. Think you, I think you go to the US. Yeah, I'm saying like one of the two. Like you know, go play for like the Celtics, um, uh, in the in the in the is it Irish or Scottish League? Which one is it? Scottish. Scottish. It's Scottish. But why on earth, if you had the choice between California and Edinburgh, <laughs> would you ever <laughs> choose Edinburgh? <laughs> oh Aberdeen! I don't know. We could be you, chilling you, in LA. Like maybe his wages are too high for them. We'll, we'll, we'll have we'll have to see. So I know Gareth Bale likes the mullah, bro. Mm, mm. Which I would mean, he definitely mean? He yeah. Which means he's going to China, that, like, guys. Bale's going to China. Seem to have much of that passion anymore. That's that's also an option. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The Chinese league. He was close to joining the Chinese league. Like I think, to at the end of. Either that first season, like the eighteen nineteen or nineteen twenty, and they were gonna like give Madrid big bucks, and then Madrid cancelled it, like last minute, and I I don't a hundred percent know why, because uh, at that stage it was still Zidane, and his relationship to, with Zidane was far from great, so I'm not a hundred percent sure of uh, what what the idea was behind that, but it seemed like he was pretty open to it at that stage too, so I don't think much has changed. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys think he would like get to uh, like a world top class, world class level again if he like really put his mind to it and got put in like a decent team again? You honestly, I think before he got to that stage, he'd injure himself again. That's just yeah, just like it happens when you're that when you're that old. Like it's impossible yeah, to get you... super good again without risking like an, a bad injury. That's what are you talking about? Bell's already there. Bell is. <laughs> uh, the world's third best player. I That's mean, exactly what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, have you guys have you not seen the bicycle kicks that this man is able to produce out of thin air and and break my heart with? The dude is the dude is amazing. Just because he doesn't always he doesn't always obviously manifest it because he hardly ever plays anymore. But he, the man's brilliant. I mean, he, can he also hardly ever manifested because he hardly ever plays for Wales. Yeah, so, that is true. Yes, yeah. yes. The thing is, he can score a screamer too. Like no doubt that left foot still got it. But the problem is, if he doesn't feel like it, he's really just like <laughs> a person it's, just it's standing Real Madrid's fault. on the right-hand it's side Real. doing nothing. Man doesn't track back or defend. All he does is just, you know, step up on a free kick or, you know, just wait there in the corner until the ball comes to him and then, you know, put something away. 
Otherwise, as soon as remember, you like in defense, he's doing nothing, nothing at all. Mm, he's like mm, Ronaldo. Mm, like, yeah, I was about to say. He's just, <laughs> he's he, exact- he does not move from that top third of the pitch. He does not. He does not leave. I mean, someone else like that is a fella by the name of Lionel Messi, who will be representing Ooh. Argentina at potentially Oof. his last opportunity to win a World Cup in Group C. Joining Argentina will be Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. You know, what do you guys think of this group? Can I, can I, I, can I just say? Can I just say that because it's Lionel Messi, because of the luck that this man has had over the last few years, to, I'm calling it right now. Argentina are not making it out of the group stages. Wow. Hey, bro, are you going to have a, like a, a positive <laughs> prediction this entire podcast? You're just gonna be like, no, biggest team, Belgium, not going to qualify. Germany, not going to qualify. Argentina, not going to qualify. R- Ronaldo's going to get injured, and then Portugal are going to not qualify as well. Guys, I'm, I'm taking chances with these predictions, <laughs> but at least I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing something substantive. Mexico and um, Poland. I, I it think through. it's a Argentinian whitewash. If anything, really, I think they've, 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 yeah. they've. I mean, Indeed. when, when last did they lose? The team's just way too good to lose this. Game. No, I, honest, I, I, I think, think Mexico I could think be one of the favorites to win it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. I would, I would definitely, I would definitely say that. Yeah, I think it's like three, four nil in their first three games, and then maybe like a one nil, one nil, you know, type of. Mm. Like, All right. Qualify we'll see. as soon as possible. Yeah, you know. I mean, it probably is going to be Messi's final. World Cup, it has to like, be, bro. He's going to be an OG. He's um, going to be an OG. So, I mean, the, my, the, guy might just, the guy just might channel his inner Maradona just for like... Dude, he's going to be managing <laughs> so Argentina by the time the next World Cup comes around, bro. He's been vibing <laughs> at PSG just to keep fit, just like Bale. And now he's going he's gonna to unleash all of that at the World Cup. Um, unless Raul Jimenez or flippin... Uh, Lewandowski... Uh, Lewandowski's going to get Golski, his revenge. Bro. Lewandowski stops him in his tracks. Lewandowski is getting revenge for, um, what was it, the 2021 Ballon d'Or fiasco. Oh, will Messi be getting revenge for, wasn't the 2021 Champions League? Like, was it quarterfinals? Oh, 8-2. 8-2. Yeah, Ooh. 8-2. So, there's a, a bunch of beef between these two. Mm-hmm. Um, but my hot take is that I think Mexico will finish top of this group. Over Poland, great. I mean, Wow. Over Poland, over, over Argentina. What? Over I just, Argentina? I think, me- I think, I think Mexico are like... Zach. Damn. I think Mexico are always good in World Cups. Like, they're just always there. Like, you just always yeah, see them like in like the quarterfinals. <laughs> Ochoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that only pulls up for World Cups. And just like, like you never see him anywhere else. Yeah. You just see him at the World Cups. How, yeah. Who knows what club he's playing for, but he's there at the World Cup <laughs> and he's amazing every single time. <laughs> That's so true. But that's deep, bro. Like, you think Mexico can do it over Arch? Like, what, what is, is it about I think Arch that is not convincing you? I think they'll draw, but I think Mexico will finish top with, like, goal difference or something. Okay. So, I think they'll mm. those two teams will draw. They'll win the rest of their games, and then Mexico will have the better goal difference, finish on top. Yeah. All right. I, I do see Mexico pulling one over Poland um, and qualifying, but I don't see them qualifying in, in, in the first seed. I think they come second, then it's Poland with a with a little bit of an upset, and then I think yeah. Saudi Arabia just came here for the group stage matches. Um, <laughs> you say yeah. this, but that oil money is strong here in FIFA, hey? Yeah, you that never is know. True. Some Oaks could have changed true. their allegiances, and you can see you know some star players there <laughs> playing for Saudi <laughs> Arabia, and you're like, hmm, 
That's sus. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Luke, you mentioned that Argentina are one of the favorites. Uh, I think the absolute favorite for the World it's Cup uh, is France, who mm. are the current N'Golo, holders. N'Golo, <laughs> and they do have N'Golo Kante. Uh, uh. They will be joined by Denmark, Tunisia, and then one of Australia. I don't know who EAU is. Do you guys know? EU, the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, bro. Okay. Yeah. Australia. And then, <laughs> the United the Arab Emirates. <laughs> and uh, Peru. And Peru. Yeah. One of the one of those three will be joining them. Imagine uh, the Aussies make it. That would be something. Never. I think really it's a question of who's second. Is it Peru or is it Denmark? It has to be Denmark. We have to see Christian Eriksen in some playoff games. <laughs> we have Peru. to. We have uh-huh. to. Peru also just pretty, seems to always be in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, they, and they're pretty mm-hmm. decent. You know, there's and South American chili. flair. Ah, there's no chili mm. this time, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this will be a battle for second. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Tunisia, I think they, they could they could make a run. I'm, I'm not going to predict it, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. All right. Um, and then I think we can move on to Group E, uh, which includes Spain... One of New Zealand or Costa Rica, Germany and Japan. Uh, I think this is the group of death. You're 100 mm. percent. This edition. It's only missing Italy, hey. It's only missing Italy. Yeah, Ooh. I saw this tweet where it was like, "Never ask a woman her age. Never ask a man his salary. And never ask Group E what they were doing between 1930 <laughs> and 1945." <laughs> 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 oof, oof. Yeah, oof indeed. Yeah, but, but yeah, can, who, who do you guys think a, is... I can see a Japan over Germany upset. Was it last World Cup where South Korea... Um, yes. Beat Germany, over yes. Germany. That was so crazy. I, I, don't know, I see Germany being quite fickle on this group stage. Maybe like putting out a weaker side, thinking they can save their better players, and then, you know, it's going to come down to like one or two games, and, you know, stuff's not going to pan out too well. I think Spain... I don't know. Their, their team looks like under 21s they have in there like it all depends on who they feel like if a young Pedri's out there you know that team could look saucy so mm. I don't know I see them in, them in number one um, but I don't know about the rest I worry about Spain's experience um, mm. because like you said they do have a lot of exciting youngsters um, I'm not going to list them because there's just like too many <laughs> too many way too many there's just so many exciting youngsters coming out of Spain at the moment. So I think they're kind of like how, you know, England were uh, at the last World Cup where it's like, oh, they have so many cool youngsters coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll make it to like the semis and then the next World Cup will be the actual opportunity to push on and win it. Um, but in terms of this group, I, I feel like Germany are, are a little bit of a bounce back. Like, I, right. I agree. Yeah, I think I think Germany and Spain will probably end up going through, but I think after the last World Cup, Germany are going to be set on on trying to avenge what happened. Although they haven't been that good um, in international play recently, so I don't know. They are the Germans after all, so Mm-mm. you expect big things from the mm. World Cups. Naturally, Natulik, Natulik. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, Bel- the Group F. Yeah, Belgium, Canada. A lot of hype around Canada at the moment. Uh, Morocco. Really? And oh, Croatia, yeah. Davies. 
Yeah, you want to see. I Alonso mean, not just Alfonso Davies. Yeah, they've got a fun, they've got a, a, a good crop Alfonso of youngsters coming through. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm within two Did months here, bro. You've <laughs> got like some some super <laughs> left back there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish the version best of Alfonso left back in the world. <laughs> Alonso <Yeah>. Davies. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Uh, Belgium Wait, probably they? gonna. Sorry, Ian? yeah, Belgium. No, yeah, Belgium. Uh, yeah, they're pretty much guaranteed to go through. And then come yeah. on, Croatia. Croatia has been solid, standardly solid, for years now. So, yeah, I'm uh, sure Luke so, would love to see um uh, a young Luka Modric in a playoff game. Facts, facts. But that's the thing is they have been solid. So it's kind of, it's this is kind of the group of the golden generations. It's mm. like you got Belgium who are kind of like the last leg of their golden generation. You got Croatia's golden generation. You got Canada's mm. golden generation starting their run. Mm. So, yeah. Their lack of experience, as you just said, poor Morocco. Could, also be, could also be a factor. Like that Croatia team being going. <laughs> mm. All right. So, interesting. I, I think Belgium and Croatia are probably the favorites with, you know, Morocco and Canada just kind of making things spicy. Yeah. And Group I'd G... Yeah, in Group G, we have Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. I think, um, honestly, Zach, this is the group of death. Because, okay, Brazil, I think, is definite. But I think, in terms of quality, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon are so close to each other that it's literally anyone there. True. I don't know. No, Switzerland, Switzerland, Switzerland solid, seems eh? to you. Yes. Switzerland looks solid, bro. I mean, yeah. Child France that one time. They just, They just... Is it, I think like a, is it Shakiri they have in the midfield there? I hate they do have Shakiri. Always. Yeah, but he's old. It's Shaka, bro. Know, he's dude. the. Yeah, he's bro. The Although, like, yo, Shaka just needs to get one red, you know, red card against Cameroon <laughs> yeah. in the first match. <laughs> just needs to get a red it card. Wouldn't be a and World Cup without that. Yeah. I think oh, uh, Switzerland are top twenty. They're, they're ranked in the top twenty according to mm. FIFA rankings. Let me just double check that right now. All right. But then doesn't Serbia have... Yeah, like they're Dusan? 14. No, no. So... Wait. Wait, who does Dusan, um, Dusan Tadic play for? He's Serbian. Croatia or Serbia? Yeah, Serbia. He's yeah. Serbian. And, uh, really? Yeah. Go sleep on that man. Yeah. Serbia's, Yo- Jovic Serbia's is also Serbian. Team. Yeah, Jovic is Serbian. Don't they have like a good centre-back or something? Let's check. Oh, uh, oh. Milan Skriniar. Yes. Oh, Skriniar's good. Eh? Skriniar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have got Nemanja yeah. Matic, though. So. Yeah, doesn't, isn't Skriniar <laughs> like good. the most advanced centre back in the world? I, I think it was last year I was watching this guy play, and he's like, ends up in the midfield most of the time, just yeah. connecting play. They have Mitrovic, who's ripping it up in the championship. I mean, he always does. Like, that's Mitrovic's MO. It's like, score 30 goals in the championship and then not do anything two. in the Prem and then get relegated. He's got, like, he's got two own goals in the Premier League and 30 <laughs> goals in the championship. Like, that's the Mitrovic cycle. It's like, bang for a team, get promoted, not do anything in the Prem, get relegated. And then it's just a cycle. Who's mm-hmm. Vanya? Vanya Milinkovic-Savic. That name rings a bell. Oh, it's Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. Uh, who plays for Lazio. Never mind. I don't know if it's and the same page talking about, but he also, he's also okay. Serbian. So they've got some players, cap- Serbia. So you, you're probably right, Aiden. This, yeah. this could be a, this could be anything. And then yeah, Cameroon. I mean, we can't sleep on our African representation there. Cameroon were good in Afcon as well. Like, didn't they make it to the semis? I think so. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, yeah, they got so. knocked out on penalties to Egypt. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right, Aiden. Yeah, they do stand so, quite a chance. So you're probably you're probably actually right. This could be the group of death where could see anything happen. Um, and then finally, Group H, who is also kind of competitive. You've got Portugal, who kind of just squeaked in through the Euro qualifiers. <laughs> Ghana. <laughs> Watch Portugal uh, not win a game again. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's possible. Um, you've got Ghana in this group as well. We've got some beef with Uruguay. So there's a lot of beef uh, in this yes. tournament, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I dig uh, this and, then, and then South Korea as well, who... Yo. Got a back. You know, as Korean I think Daniel player. mentioned earlier, pulled the upset over Germany last time. So, yeah. what do we think? I think that team plays with a lot of art eh, and they can do anything. Um, and I think I'm also just looking at Google's fixtures for them now, and it doesn't look like they play Portugal until almost they play all the other teams first. So, if they do well, you know, they can set themselves up for success and maybe just draw to Portugal. Mm. So, we'll see. But yeah, definitely but, don't sleep on Ghana and Uruguay. Um, I would sleep on Uruguay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm sleeping. Because it's Luis Suarez and you're upset. I'm sleeping. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I just I don't think they they found their rhythm yet. Uruguay. Like I remember. Do you remember watching the 2010 World Cup? And then there was an O. Um, Diego Forlan. Yes. Oh, oh. That man, I never heard Diego Forlan's name after that World Cup, but yeah. Okay, well, me, bro, at that stage, I had like, I was just watching for vibes because it's the World Cup. But you could, you could just clearly see that this guy was like ahead of the curve for that, for that, um, for that World Cup. He was like the face of that World Cup for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> man was crazy. But it's unfortunately yeah, he, not that Uruguay anymore. They made to the third and fourth place playoff, I think. Or well, they made it to the semifinals, I should say, in uh, 2010. Uh, uh. So. I don't know. Um, it was not a lot of controversy, though. He's going to have know. to be doing the things, and so is Suarez, and so is Valverde, and whoever else plays in Uruguay. <laughs> hey, Bits, I'd rather go play for Uruguay. Right now with Tottenham, so. I was like, what? They've got Torero as well. Paid for Arsenal. That was a trip. But, yeah, uh, sorry, I just want to make a correction for any of our. Um, Slovakian listeners, Skriniar is from the Slovakia national team, not Serbia. Oh, just okay. wanna just wanna clarify right, that. Right. Yeah, thanks for that. Did some fact checking. Right. So, oh, yeah. okay, Group H, different. Uh, Portugal makes it through, and Uruguay. Oh, I'm gonna go for South Korea on that one. All right, you really seem to be attached I'm to South like Korea. Ghana. I'm also feeling Ghana, bro. I will Go also like Ghana. Ghana. I was feeling for, for vengeance. Wait, so who do we think are the There's Africans? no Nigeria. That is, that yeah, is the didn't huge make it. sadness in this world right now. There's no Egypt, yeah. bro. There's you no, yeah, exactly. just made the Afghan yeah, final sad. and not in. How could that happen? How is that possible? So that, though, that the way Afghan is designed, that the, your two finalists for your Afghan, Afghan chaotic, tournament... Yeah, they, they can't make it both into the World Cup. It's ridiculous. Dude, Afcon can't even feel the ref that knows like how to count to ninety minutes. <laughs> Dude, I remember I saw the thing on Twitter where the guy just went, he, like came off, uh, ended the game early. They came back on, and he still ended the game early. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. There's some business there. Ghana's got MRT. They've got. Uh, they have Bertrand. No, they have Bertrand Jowry. Party. Um, They've got Thomas Party. They've got the IU um, brothers. Jordan and Andre. 
Yeah, okay, Ghana's oh, really? pretty stacked, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're yeah. still playing for Ghana, but like, they are Ghanaian. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah guys, okay. serious question. Who do you think the African teams are going to be that are going to progress? Well, Senegal, Senegal, I think, is one. All. Yeah. Um, you be, are we Senegal and Ghana, probably. Yeah, I, I hope for Cameroon. Ghana is cool. Morocco is a shot, I think, as well. You are right. I think they do have a shot. It will be tough, like, but yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to get a result against Croatia and mm. keep it close against Belgium. But if they can do that, I think they can maybe make it through. Who are the yeah. African teams? It's, it's, it's Ghana, Senegal, Cameroon, Morocco. Morocco. Yeah, right, Tunisia. Morocco and Tunisia. Yeah. Tunisia, what? <laughs> How do they? How do they get there? By qualify. <laughs> Something that you, we F1 could not do in South Africa, Yo, bro. I don't know anyone from that team to be honest. There, Tunisia FC. Let's take a look. They got Wabi Kazri, Sunderland legend. <laughs> nice. They beat Nigeria in the Afcon round of sixteen. <laughs> they lost to Burkina Faso. That flippin' won the team too. Yeah, they. Burkina Faso are low key pretty good. They did well up to. No, 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 no. Lost to Mali. <laughs> it's, it's a big L. Yeah, yeah, I think to answer your question, Hayden, I think Senegal probably the best chance of going deep. Mm. I think they've I... probably got the most talented African squad. They've mm. got the confidence of winning the Afghan. Their group is probably the easiest to mm. advance in. I'd say Senegal. All right, yeah. I think that's a good shout. So, yeah, yeah. interesting World Cup uh, to look forward to. I just wish it wasn't hosted in a country that exploits workers uh, and has no regard for human rights, but as is FIFA. Yep. Um, well, we'll be looking forward to the World Cup, but we're also going to be looking forward to a rather big matchup between Manchester City and Liverpool. This upcoming weekend. Ooh, um, saucy. We don't normally preview games, uh, especially Premier League games, but for this game, I think it's warranted. Um, we have to. So we have to start with Hayden uh, when talking about this, considering he has a pretty large interest in the result of this game. So, Hayden, uh, how are you feeling heading into this game? I mean, come on, Zach, what is there really to talk about? Liverpool's is going to go to the Etihad. Ciao, uh, Man City, like 4-1, and then we're going to leave with three points and be top of the log. Yes. Easy. Easy work. Yeah. Solid plan. I don't know why we're talking about this. It's just sure. Hmm. <laughs> no, but, okay. no, but seriously, um, this is obviously the... Fu- um, Liverpool need to approach this game like a final. Obviously, there are other opportunities ahead, but, you know, when it comes to the end of the season... Whether or not Liverpool can uh, claim themselves as victors will pretty much depend on this result. Um, I do think that just the purchase of Diaz has really added to the depth of Liverpool and I think has made them uh, thoroughly competitive with Man City. Uh, and I think it's a shame we have to play away in such a crucial game, but I think, you know, it's going to be tight. But if any team can beat Man City, at home, or it's it's Liverpool. Man City at home smiles a lot like you playing at a home fixture. They have, you know, we know that <laughs> well, at least it's a neutral fixture. 
Also, ja, ja, ist schon neutral. Ja. Hm. Yeah, but, but yeah, I agree with I, you. I think Liverpool could definitely take the game. They're playing quite well. I don't know, recently, Salah doesn't look like he's on form, but they're still winning games. Um, and I don't know, what's, what's up with Trent? I don't think he played this week. Um, hey, Heads? He's injured. Injured. He's injured. He's coming back from injury, but they say he'll be there for the Benfica game and then for Man City. Mm. Um, even if, good, though. But even if Suarez, um, Suarez, Salah is not on his tip-top form, Diaz and Jota are performing, and uh, that's important. Mm. I don't know. Man City can also, you know, put five past the team like it's, like it's no big deal. So I think well, that game's going to look quite interesting. That's but the thing about Man City. Like, when we play against them, either it's a close victory, it's a draw, or they absolutely thrash us. <laughs> yeah there's, the, there's no in between I think it it, it all depends on how you guys counter attack Man City because I think seeing as it's a home fixture they're going to get most of the possession they're going to be playing in your half and then it all depends on how you guys how fast you guys break and I mean mm. considering you got like Diaz Jota Salah I think you guys stand quite a good chance oh naturally so, it's, the, it's yeah the question, the real question, actually, is which game is more exciting, Chelsea and Liverpool, or Liverpool Man City? Liverpool City. Well, this season. Well, or just yeah, like well, just in general now, because those Liverpool Chelsea games are amazing to watch. City Liverpool they... isn't the same. Like, remember two, three years ago when like you guys played in the Champions League? Yeah. They, How could like, I forget those City Liverpool games? were good because I felt like both managers just really went at each other. Mm-mm. Whereas now I feel like they kind of played not to lose instead of playing to win. Um, and I could definitely see Pep doing some of that on the weekend True. because a draw definitely benefits City. No, more no, does no draw. Watch, it's coming, boys. No, yeah. but we've seen a good no, no draw is here with Liverpool versus Chelsea. So. True, true. Uh, just on the, the odds, um, City are... Relatively heavy favorites to win. What's really? Um, which is exactly that was why I was surprised as well because the narrative I've seen like in the media and stuff is that Liverpool might be able to go and get a victory at the Etihad. So mm. that was kind of surprising. That is quite interesting. Yeah. Wait, what? What Just is the actual? What? What is the actual odds? Okay, <laughs> so about to put some money on this, bro. <laughs> 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 let me let me get them. Get them up again. All right, all right. Yeah, I think perhaps that it's City's just been winning by larger margins. That's why they have the better odds. But they have been but playing that, weaker teams, I would think. Because mm. that's the thing. Man City's run towards the end of the season is easier than Liverpool's. We still have to play Spurs, and I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna joke. Placing, placing, facing Spurs now will be a difficult game. Um, so we really, really need this result. Mm, yeah, yo, bro, especially seeing as our wingbacks are starting to finally score now. My word. That says something if you've got Oaks of Emerson Royale and Matt Doty's quality scoring. <laughs> don't, some, don't sleep on Matt Doty. Something's Doherty. not right. Something's not right. Something's up with the team then. Matt Doherty was premium on my FIFA career tournament. My career, whatever. <laughs> so please, can we not undermine him? 
<laughs> okay, so City are 21 to 20 favorites to win, and the odds of Liverpool to win are 13 to 5. Okay. Thank you for so telling that's... me. I'll pretend to understand what that means. Um, <laughs> same bro. Basically, City are fav- like pretty considerable favorites to win. All right. Yeah, it's, okay. it's not like slam dunk, but like people people seem to think that City are going to win. All right. Mm. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap up, uh, let's get some predictions. Um, Hayden, should we start with you? Three-two to Liverpool. Mm, so thinking, you're expecting some goals. I'm expecting uh, some goals and for it to be an exciting game. Lucas, mm. I'm feeling a one-one. One-one draw. A one-all. Why must you be boring? I'm feeling a one-all. Don't know who's going to score, but I'm feeling a one-all. <laughs> Myself, I think it's going to be a, a, a two-one win to Liverpool. I think Liverpool, Ooh, and I don't think it's Liverpool's going to score two in a row, and then City's going to score one, and that's how it's going to be. Mm. I'm going to go with specific, the... mate. Got some money on this on this game or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with a two-all draw. I think I think Liverpool will be leading two-one going into the dying moments of the game. City will get the equalizer. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a City draw. Raheem done. Sterling, let's go. <sighs> City have done that to us too many times. Like, stop the ball on the line, score a goal at the Yo, dying moments. Bro, to to equalize, not even to ago. win. To equalize, and then that's, that's why it's going to be so sweet. League. Two or three years ago, like, I remember that, that, that play. It was like, was it John Stones, bro? It like, mm. He did like a terrible touch and then like cleared it off the line. They had to go to like goal, na- goal line technology and it was like... It was literally two even, centimeters like, away. Two centimeters on the line there. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to that game and we will be here uh, next week to discuss the events of that game. So you're going to want to join us. So subscribe if you're watching, to us, watching us on YouTube. Um, be sure to rate and review if you're listening to us on a podcast platform. Um, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcast, go down and comment. Watch the people comment, guys. Love this stuff. Love the boys. Love uh, the stuff. I'm going to be here for the next the one, comments. guaranteed. <laughs> there we go. There you heard exactly what Daniel words. said. Go and comment <laughs> yeah. that right now uh, if you're listening to us at this point in the podcast. Um, but until then, um, this has been I've- the Two Cents Footy crew of the Two Cents Footy podcast. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>